0: Bye. <laughs> Late. what's going on james chapman oh man you know just living the life in coronaville <clears throat> population of one <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um I'm going so, stir crazy going stir crazy i'm
1: actually not going stir crazy i've been i've been decently productive for the most part other than my little sleep in sessions some days i feel a little lazy and i like to just roll over in the bed and go back to sleep
0: See, here's, here's what I found, that I'm productive 20% of the day now. 20% of the day? 20% of
1: the day you're productive? Yep. Is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: It's horrible. <laughs> I was
1: about to say, I, like, I, I wasn't trying it. to beat you up, but I just wasn't, I wasn't following.
0: Bro, yesterday, okay, other than, I have been, like, slammed as far as my schedule, like, going out and showing houses and stuff, but. Yeah, um, like we have seven under contract right now, and it's been hammering it out. But me in front of the nice. computer actually handling like emails and the extra mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, yesterday I felt like I didn't get shit done.
1: You're know, like uh, you like uh, Ricky Bobby during an interview. You don't know what to do with your hands, huh?
0: That's exactly right. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I've been there. Yeah, so. I've been sleeping in. I've been I've become a little bit more of a night owl. I was a guy that would uh, like it would be like nine forty five. I mean, like ten o'clock was hitting the latest. I was like, all right, you know, it's bedtime. All right, now I'd get in bed and I would sit there and maybe like read news articles or something or whatever. But uh, normally it's like around ten o'clock thinking about bedtime dude, I've, I've become a little bit more of a night owl and now I'm like sleeping in in the mornings. My schedule's jacked. You yeah. got to work on me. I had some discipline, but uh, you know, man, we were chatting before this thing started. It does get me fired up thinking about, you know, all the stuff that's going on. A lot of businesses have been hurting and everything, but it, I really have been impressed to see how many people you know, the whole thing support local, but I mean, going a little extra layer deeper into that, like people giving bigger tips when they're buying stuff from the local businesses, like just buying extra stuff. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's really cool to see how people are trying to go the extra mile, but still do have funds to try to support people. They think that their industry might be hurting. Yep. Really nice. Great day to be an American. Great day to be an American. Let me say it again. One more time. Great day to be an American. One more time. Like you guys got gotta see the you gotta see the positive in it. Like the positive things we can take away. If we don't, then it's just doom and gloom and misery. And you're sitting there and waiting for somebody to say your life can get back to normal. Man, this is your normal right now. Deal with it. You know why humans have made it this long is adaptability. Like you just got to adapt. You got to move. Like there's opportunity everywhere, everywhere.
0: So and the people, hang on. And, and the people that do not adapt, what is that theory called?
1: What's the theory called?
0: Yep. Ooh, I don't know. You got me. I guess <laughs> we'll go with loser, but we'll also go with Darwin effect. I guess that's not a theory. It's an effect.
1: Yeah. Explain that to me.
0: You never heard of Darwinism? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, that's what I'm. That's what that I'm. Talking cult. About. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> talking about if you don't adapt, if you don't grow with your surroundings, if you are the red butterfly in the green bush, you're dead. That's what. Yeah, I, mean. I like that. That's what i mean. I like that. So, so we. Hit on a few things here this morning, but Mm -hmm. we've got a whole flow to this podcast that we have not touched into yet.
1: Yeah, we we may commit podcast suicide today on this thing because we've brought in a very special guest near and dear to my heart, right? Can I do the intro here? Rock and roll. Something happened. It's an omen. My whole screen just blurred out. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Uh, no, uh, we have brought on Danny, Danielle Jacqueline Chapman, my wife, to talk about her business. She's She has a home-based business and uh, talk about just what she's doing, the fitness side. She's really been trying to motivate and pump people up and keep them driving forward through, uh, she's been doing it for a while, but she's also been trying to really help people focus through this time where they're stuck at the house and they can't go to their normal gym or do the thing. So anyways, welcome, Danny. First of all, you got my name
2: wrong, you idiot.
1: What are you talking about?
2: Danielle Jacqueline Chapman is not my name. Oh yeah, it's
1: not. Oh my God, I messed up why his name. It's Jacqueline Danielle Chapman.
2: Also, if anyone ever calls me Jacqueline, you will be murdered in your sleep.
1: Yeah, she doesn't like that
2: i'm a delight
0: Um, yeah um so the
1: corona the corona you know uh stay safe at home thing has been going well over here
0: (laughs) really really well (laughs) sleeping with a gun next to the bed for sure Mm -hmm. um uh so danielle um one i'm probably going to need you to get a little bit closer to the mic if you guys have one um addition to that Tell us a little bit about you. Uh,
2: So I am a personal trainer. I'm also a power lifter and a mom. And uh, I worked for First Form as a legionnaire. I work solely at home. Um, Most of my clients, well, especially right now, all of my clients are online. Um, I have very low rates of service because finances are hard um plus i don't believe in charging people obnoxious amounts of money as a personal trainer i think it's stupid but that's another topic for another day um i've been a powerlifter for 5 years now it is what i love it is what i do i am a certified powerlifting coach as well as a certified personal trainer um i have a kid well we have a kid um even though my husband doesn't even know my own name so that's fun. <laughs> um, I think that's it. Is that it about me? I don't know. You tell I those. have a useless this bachelor's degree. I have a I have a useless bachelor's degree in psychology. So
0: that's awesome. money well
2: spent. Everybody, good job. Yeah.
1: Go to college. Learn useless
2: things.
0: <laughs> so a psychology
1: degree does work quite well around here, though I think. So that's the only place it gets used. So all oh, moms should have psychology degrees.
0: <laughs> I think that's probably a good call. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's rip into a few things. Uh, you're a certified personal trainer, right? hmm Um, what is like your ideal clientele?
2: Um, my majority of my clients are what I call lifestyle clients. So these are just people that want to get a little bit healthier, have some weight to lose, but they're not sport focused. Uh, they're not like me. They're not a power lifter and training for competitions. I do have some of those. Um, but those kind of come in ebbs and flows. It's hard to find committed people. Um, that's the hardest part of finding clients. As with any business, it's hard to find people that are committed to the process. Um, but my ideal client is anybody that just wants to do the work. You take the first step, I'll get you the rest of the way. I just need you to take that first step.
0: I can dig it. I think that's for most things, right? Um, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and you have a little bit someone who is willing to put in a little bit of elbow grease with you, I think that that's part of a team, right? It's about being the other half of the team and and getting it to the finish line, if there is a finish line. Um, So you work with clients, you are in the journey of powerlifting and tell me a little bit of like, the powerlifting side of it.
2: So powerlifting is stalled out right now. I was actually mm-hmm. supposed to be competing at the end of May. Um but obviously that's not happening. Ironically, the meet is actually not canceled like 98% of all meets, but I will more than likely not be going because I haven't been able to train for it. Um powerlifting has was something that I kind of just fell into, uh, at the time that I started it, I was going to a personal trainer and, uh, I had just finished a bodybuilding competition that I absolutely hated. And I did a lot of food related mental damage from doing that competition, which was my fault. Uh, and she mentioned, I I'm the type of person that's motivated by having a thing. I need a thing to do to complete uh, that motivates me having a a goal and a task, whatever. So she suggested, hey, why don't you try powerlifting? I have a friend that does it. And I found um, a little rinky-dink meet at a high school. And I think I had about two weeks to train for it. And so I did it. And my very first meet, I did just deadlift and bench because I was terrified of squats at the time and I refused, so um, that was where it started, and I won that weight class, but again, that's not saying anything, because it was, I was the only one in my weight class, so, but you got to start somewhere, so it was a lot of fun, and from there, it just kind of progressed, and I absolutely just fell in love with the sport, and the discipline that it takes to do it every single day, I train, uh, when I'm competing, I train five days a week, specifically towards my powerlifting, Um, The other two days, I'll either rest or do like light walking cardio sort of stuff. Um, I am not a cardio person. I do not spend hours on any sort of cardio equipment because I think it's the actual devil. Um, I am focused basically on strength. And I think something that, especially with women, when they hear powerlifting, they think big, bulky, manly. Um, I don't look bulky or manly. I've actually lost about 30 pounds. I believe now, as of now, doing powerlifting. So it is possible to have the body you want and be strong and be all the things um, competing in a sport that is stereotyped as you have to look like a dude, I guess. So um, I just love it. And I believe that, especially for women, it's something that we neglect is trying to find out how strong we can possibly be. And at the end of the day, that's the goal is to push myself as hard as I can. Continue to build that discipline within myself and teach other women that you can be strong as shit too.
0: Yeah, I think I think that that misconception of um, like females in the gym it's it's that sense of like they don't want to lift heavy because of like what you said they, they get that that mindset of like well then I'm going to be like freaking jacked and ripped which most of those females that are that way are either a have been training all their lives for that exact physique or b They're doing a little juicy juice.
2: Exactly. And I think a lot of times, especially with the stereotypes of society and what we read in magazines and what we see in magazines, is that you need to be this tiny, rail thin person that just does cardio and yoga all day. And while there's nothing wrong with doing those things, I think that neglecting weight training, especially as a woman, is something that we need to change as a society. I think that. When women look at the girl in the magazine that has muscle definition, but she's not huge, but she has a definition, I guarantee you she's doing weight training daily and probably very minimal cardio. And the misconception is that she's just doing cardio all day and running on that treadmill and doing some yoga when in reality, that's not what the case is. It takes a lot of work and you have to grow muscles to get the body that you actually want. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be skinny fat.
0: Skinny fat, I can dig it. Old James Skinny Chapman's fat. raising his hand over there. Skinny fat, huh?
1: I'm lean and mean on the outside. I have probably the arteries of a 300 pound man on the inside.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's my assumption. That's, that's your not. assumption. Um, okay, so we we into your personal training side. We went into the powerlifting side and now I want to touch into what you're doing with first form.
2: So with first form, I am, sorry, I am what's called a legionnaire. So uh, it's not an MLM type thing. I don't recruit people to work under me. That is the worst thing ever. Um, All I do is try to educate and help people on their fitness journeys Uh, be that through supplementation or just working with me as their advisor through our My Transformation app. Um, My goal is purely to give people the knowledge and the tools that they need to be able to achieve their ultimate goal or just to be a bit healthier. Um, We have supplement products from, you know, sport related products to just your foundational health products that like my mom, who does not do any sort of training, she uses the products. Um, So our products cover everyone, every need. We even have kids supplements now that my daughter takes um, daily because health is health. Um, At the end of the day, I think being our healthiest selves is what's more important than anything else. And that is my ultimate goal with first form is just educate people on how to achieve their ultimate health.
0: Yep. You know, and I, I think the when I first heard of First Form, um, it was a very much like my con my my thought process behind it was I thought it was like a like a um pyramid scheme, right? And I think that's easy to go into because you're like, okay, they have people who sell their products that are not with the company itself, right? Um or are not employed through the company. And then so the, the thought that I had was like, you know. I'm not getting a part of this, right? I'm not gonna not gonna be associated with this. Um, and then you try their products, you talk to the people who are associated with first form, you talk to you you I mean, even if you go to Andy Frusella, you go to Sal Frisella, you go to the actual people who work inside the company, and like that was that was when I started realizing like they're not that type of company. They, they're actually here to you know, actually see people transform themselves into a better person. And, you know, that's on all levels. So, uh, you know, and I,
2: I think first form is hundred percent not here to just sell shit to people. If I wanted to just sell shit, I would, but our ultimate goal is to help change people's lives in whatever capacity that means. I have several clients who work with me daily, but don't buy anything from me. And I'm hundred percent okay with that because they're learning they're doing what they can. It's not always, it's not about selling. It's about just helping people as much as we can in any way, shape or form that we can. Um, I have clients who, you know, will send me, I am talking to them daily um, in relationship to their goals, but they may not buy anything from me because that's not what it's about. It's never been about that. And I think the fact. I think that's one of the things that drew me to first form is it's not about selling shit. It's about caring about people and most of the time caring about them and their goals more than they care about themselves. Yep.
0: Yep. And I I think, um, they do a very good job with being able to say, Hey, look, we're going to help you with this aspect of it. Help you start working on getting better. And then it's almost like the products sell themselves. Um, -hmm. one because they taste bomb um true and it's 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 just it's a superior product in a lot of ways um and this is not a podcast for, for first first <laughs> for first form right but it definitely it it's a part of your life and it's it's something that we needed to hit so um is there anything hey, let's jump in let's
1: I, i'd like to hit on one thing because i think uh danny could shed some really good light to people listen a lot of people for the first time in their careers are having to work from home for extended periods of time and how long have you been working home-based business
2: uh two or three years ish
1: so at least two years she's been doing that I
2: mean I've been doing my first form of stuff for about two years but I was working at home for you for A couple years before that
1: yeah so so once you shed some light on like some of your i mean i remember some of your initial struggles um when you start working from home like how did you overcome that um sometimes it might be just the isolation it was just you there for a while like there was nobody around i remember that being kind of weird at first for you and then but like talk how like some of the things you dealt with on that and then how you eventually overcame those and and then how working from home has been good for you.
2: So when I first started working from home, um, it was hard to adapt to not talking to anyone, to being isolated um, all day. Uh, I mean, I did have a kid there um, most of the time, Um, but I found it really easy to slack off in doing the things that I needed to be done uh, just because there wasn't, You know, I wasn't getting dressed and showing up somewhere. It was just kind of like, oh, if I feel like it, I'll go back there and get some work done. But in reality, you know, I need to have a structure. So I personally thrive on having structure and routine and something to follow every single day. And even right now to this day, I still follow a structure. When the schools got shut down, my day is still completely scheduled. I just had to change it around a little bit. Um, but the biggest thing that helped me was to create that structure. So, you know, if that meant in the mornings I would get Dylan ready for school and then ship her off and once her and James were both gone, you know, I sat down and did my work and then, you know, I would stop and I would eat lunch and then, you know, maybe I'll have an hour where I watch TV because I can. But it's about creating that structure in your day and not just giving into the fact that, Oh, I can stay in my pajamas all day. A lot of people do the whole, you have to get up and get dressed. I was never the get up and get dressed person. (laughs) I will perfectly, I'm perfectly fine staying in gym clothes all day. Um, That doesn't seem to affect my motivation to work for me. It's purely having a structure and a format to follow in my day and following that every single day.
0: Yeah. I, I could definitely see how, you know, a lot of people when now that they're not having that structure in their life, uh, for a lot of people, it's just like it's haywire. So it's like maybe they'll work for 10 minutes and then they'll go walk around the house and then they'll come back in and they'll work for another 10 minutes and they'll go do whatever. And then maybe they'll see a mess and they'll start working on that mess. And then, you know, work kind of gets put to the, the back burner. Um, and, I, you know, I've been guilty of that myself.
1: Let's be real. Your work ethic is still the same. You're still the same person that was going to the office every day. And I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to anybody. Listen. Yeah. So we like to break it down, and I've been guilty of this too. We like to break it down. and Say, well, it's because we're working from home. No, no, no. You're yeah. still the same exact person. You just have nobody looking over you, or you have nobody interacting with you. So you're fucking off more. Yeah. That's it. Yeah.
2: Well, I think that. It's all about finding the proper balance. So if you take me, for example, I'm a mom, which means, well, it's not the 1950s, so it doesn't mean that. But in my world, it means that I take care of my home as well. I take care of my child. I make sure everybody's fed, all that stuff. So when you work from home, it's very easy to be like, okay, well, I'm going to just clean all day and not do my work. Well, I'm responsible to my clients. I am responsible to my employees lawyer. I'm responsible to X, Y, and Z. If I don't get that done, then I'm letting those people down. But if I don't get the cleaning done or the meals cooked, I'm letting my family down. So it's creating a balance in where all those things can be done. Um, And I think that especially for women, we're like, well, we can't do it all. Well, no, you can't. But that's where creating a structure comes into play. So, you know, you get up and you work. And then, you know, on your lunch break, throw a fucking load of laundry in or wipe down the counters after you finish eating or something, do little things here and there while you keep that structure and keep that balance without feeling like you're trying to do everything at one time because you will never, ever be able to do all of it at one time. But you have to separate all those things into different categories and knock them out one by one instead of trying to do all of them at one time because something's going to get fucked up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see, you know, setting the times for these certain things. And that's something that's helped me too is kind of getting that power list in play um, and saying, look, I've got to, these are the things that have got to be done today. If I don't do them, then I did not get the day structured correctly, right? And figuring out what that that highest priority is, getting that done, and then everything else, you know, kind of falls after that. Um So is there anything specific that you've used um, like the tool that I use is Trello? Um, Is it, you know, you write it down on a sheet of paper. Like what is, what is your thing that helps structure that out?
2: So I actually am a weird old school planner person, like the planners that you had in school where you had to get signed when you went to the bathroom. Um, But I have a planner that I keep on my desk and you can ask James every Sunday I will sit down with my planner and I schedule out my entire week. Um, I know, you know, when I'm going to do my walk, when I'm going to do my workout, when Dylan has school, when she has her zoom class, when I have meetings, when I have client check-ins, when I do my private Facebook group postings, what I post on my Instagram. I mean, all of that is structured out at the big at Sunday. And for the entire week, and I I just have to simply execute that plan, check it off as I go, and I'm done. Um, And I think pre-planning my week really helps. Of course, there's going to be shit that comes up. Things are going to change. Nothing is going to stay perfect. But having that baseline, that backbone structure to every single day of that week gives me something I don't have to worry about. I don't have to think about it. I just open my planner in the morning. All right, we got to do these things. And we move on, and we get them done, and we check them off as we go. And for me, that feels like a weight's lifted off my shoulder because I'm not, okay, wake up in the morning. What do I have to do today? Okay, let me think. Okay, let me run through all these things. I'm going to forget something if I do that. So I plan it out and then I don't have any questions about it and I just get it done. And having that sort of structure where it's right in my face every single day, it just makes it so much easier to just follow the plan. You plan it out, you follow it and you're done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh I can't guess. tell the planner, man. I mean, I've I'll, I'll, I'll sat there and watched her as she's writing in her planner. Uh, you know, I respect the discipline in it. I mean, I remember back to be like, "Go to work." <laughs> I mean, like that would be the thing at the top of the page, like "Go to work." Like when when she was still working at the office with of me, I like, should write that every day, Monday through Friday, every single week. I'm like, you already know that. Why do you write that? That's nice way I do it. Mark off the day every day, right? Um, she's done that for years. I mean, years. I know because every year, that's like the you know how every couple's got that one gift like you buy each other every year. Every single year, I buy her a new planner. Every year, that's like she never buys her own planner. I buy her a planner every year for Christmas. She knows she's getting that.
0: That's something now, that, uh, I can
1: remember uh, that. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Carly is pretty much the same way. Like she she likes her structure on paper, um, yeah. and and it's it's the same thing. I mean, she, she gets a planner. Uh, we do it for Christmas. And especially with her being in law school, like, it's just like, bang, 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 bang. and She has to get all that stuff squared away. Um, Mm -hmm. And then for me, it's like, Hey, what are we doing next week? Well, Hey Carly, what are we doing next week? Right. Cause that's, that's who I am. I'm like, okay, well, we can just throw this in. And then she's like, Nope, this is what we're doing. This is what I have going on. So um, it definitely, you
1: know, I think, but a calendar, I mean, it amazes me how few people actually use a calendar, a planner, whatever. Like I, I don't use a planner. I use a calendar, but I have a calendar in my Outlook. I have like four different colors that I will use to label stuff. Red's personal. Yell- yellow means I've completed it. Green means it's an appointment. Orange means it's an in-person appointment. Like I got to leave. So I need to, so it sticks out like, hey, you got to be somewhere for this appointment. Green just means it's on my computer on my. The- phone so i don't have to go anywhere right like just a couple of simple things nothing crazy about that super simplistic but it amazes me how few people actually even just plan that and and i'm not the best planner danielle's way better than me so like when it comes to stuff we got a calendar on the wall in our kitchen that's labeled out every month and special days of things that are going on like, so you can go in there and reference it and see what's going on. If you don't control your time to some level, especially for people who listen to this pod, I mean, our podcast is all about tier one, level one. Like, I, I think Danny's a great example of trying to bootstrap a business, and it's just you, and it's going to be just you and the company for the foreseeable future, right? Like, what are you doing to structure things out and make those work, Right. She doesn't have some big office space. She doesn't have a bunch of people working under her. It's her trying to take and go from zero to whatever in sales. And like, you got to do simplistic stuff like that. Like if you're not even taking the time to write in a planner or put it on a calendar, we give way too much. I talk to my people in my company about this all the time. We give way too much credit to our memory. Like you think you've got to remember, like, I mean, I'm just being real. Like we deal in volume at my company. We don't want a lot of volume. So we have a lot come in, we have some go out, but like I keep telling people, like, you think you're gonna remember every client's name? Like you're really doing them a disservice. I know we want to know everybody personally, but we don't. Like you just don't. You know, it takes time. Some people you get to know well, some you don't. Like quit thinking you're gonna remember Miss McGillicuddy from two months ago and what she needs for you. Document write it all down set follow-ups like you gotta do that stuff because you're not going to remember i mean if you work with 30 to 40 clients a month how, how the fuck are you going to remember all those people get a calendar you get a follow-up system and you stick to it it's that simple yeah. it boils down
2: to time management and discipline and if you don't have those things you're gonna fail
1: period
0: yeah I, i'm you are preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. Hey,
1: one thing, like, I do want to hit on this podcast, um, Danny. Can you can you tell the listeners what it's like living with a badass? I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I will say it is interesting the dynamic. Um, you know, I started my business back in uh, 2011, and Danielle was fully supporting me. Still fully supports me, right? Um she worked, you came to work for me, what, 2013, 14, something like that. So voice um, for me. But it's been interesting how the dynamic is, has started to shift. You know, her stuff working with clients is, is a lot of times later at night. So she might have to do, you know, Zoom calls or meetings and stuff Um when I'm done for the day. Right. So I'm coming off work. Maybe she might have to be jumping on work and how that that dynamic has changed a little bit. It's been pretty interesting. It's been challenging at times because, you know, Hey, I'm used to coming home or, and then hanging out and the day's done. Well, it it might still be going for her. So.
2: Well, you were speaking (laughs) about earlier that you were, you've kind of been sleeping in a little bit later and Mm -hmm. things like that. And, you know, it, it is interesting. I've always been the one that gets up first and mostly that's just from a, I'm not a morning person and, things get really ugly if I don't have some time to wake up before everybody else gets up because I live with two morning people. Um, But, you know, by the time James gets up in the morning now, because he's working from home, literally right there is our bed. And this is where he works. And I mean, like, it's not like he has to go anywhere. So by the time he gets up in the morning, I've already gone for my morning walk. I've already, you know, dealt with clients. I've already, you know, done my reading for the day. I mean, there's like a chunk of my day that's already been accomplished in the two hours I'm up before he gets up. So, I mean, you know, it's about finding the time to work. And especially right now, we've got a little eight-week challenge going on uh, with my clients. So, I'm on the phone with clients pretty much all day, every day, um, answering questions, you know, checking in with them, whatever the case may be. And a lot of that is doing it at nighttime And I'm just sitting there on my phone or like you said, I'm in zoom calls, but you know, it's for me right now, I'm in the mode of taking all the advantage of this quarantine that I can and pushing as hard as I possibly can. So I'm not letting off the gas. If a client messages me at 10 o'clock, I'm going to fucking respond because I'm not going to let them think that I'm not there. And I'm not going to let them think that I'm not invested in them. If they need me, I'm there. Hands down, there's no office hours with me. I mean, you get me whenever you need me, and I think that it shows them my passion and it makes me work harder for them. And I think, you know, having you know, eventually I'll get to the point where I can say, Okay, if you don't respond to me by eight o'clock, then we're done. But right now, I'm not giving anybody the chance to have an excuse. Well, she didn't respond back to me, so I don't know if I can do X, Y, and Z. So it's about you know, pushing myself so I can push them and not giving in to my excuses or letting him say, Hey, let's just chill and watch this t- TV for a little while. Like, no, I got shit I got to do because it's important to me and it's important for us as a family.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that is very important when it comes to like a household is understanding that that balance may not be 50 50. Um, whether it be work and, 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 and family, you know, I think it's, I think it's editable uh, throughout the day. Right. And, and especially with us being in quarantine, you know, I have a big thing of like, I'm not I'm the same way as you. Like if, if a client texts me at seven o'clock at night, I'm probably going to respond back and get something back to them. Um, and that's been a hard thing for me because it's like Carly just sees me being on the phone she doesn't see the what's going on. Right. And I think that's another part of the communication aspect of it being in a relationship with somebody and having a family with that person. It's about saying, Hey, look, this is not me being on the phone as far as I'm not goofing off. Right. This is me getting some stuff done for us for the future and then how that actually ebbs and flows. But you know that that's and when you throw a
2: kid into that mix, it's a lot harder too, because yeah, my yeah. child sees Mom on the phone all the time yeah. and Mom, why are you always on your phone? Mom, what are you doing on your phone and it as a mom, we have this thing called Mom guilt, and it is ever present and ever the shittiest feeling in the world and I think you know I have to remind myself that, yes, I am on my phone, yes, I am working, but I'm doing it for her. I'm showing her what it takes to be successful. I'm showing her what it takes to run a business. I'm showing her what it takes to care about people and help people. And, you know, even though I may feel guilty because I'm sitting there on my phone while she's, you know, watching her iPad for a few minutes instead of playing with her, you know, it makes me feel bad. But then on that same hand, I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it, you know, so that we can all be better together. And it's, You know, you just got to work through it and explain it and not let the guilt make you slack off in one area versus the other area. It's about making all of it work as best you can every day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it. What? I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I I I get like you saying, hey, well, you know, at the end of the day, I'm doing it for her. I don't know if I truly like, yeah, like I have my business and I bust my ass to provide for my family. And that makes me feel good. But at the end of the day, like, if you want the honest, God honest truth, I do it for me. It makes me feel good. And if I feel good, I'm a better person to be around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it doesn't come before my family. I mean, I know what it's doing, and there's obligations that gotta be met because there's things we enjoy in life. But if I'm dominating, I fucking feel good. I just feel good. And I'm, I'm, and when I feel good and I feel satisfied, I've, I'm i more likely to try to make people around me feel good and more satisfied as well. Yeah, And I think that's totally okay. That doesn't make you selfish. Like you like it when you're winning with your business. I see the excitement on your face when you get a new client. And it's not because, hey, I can get her one more toy or buy her one more thing. You're excited because you're fucking winning. And that's okay.
2: Well, of course. I mean, I want to be successful. I mean, I'm not, I don't work because I want to stay mediocre. Like, <laughs> well, of course. I but, mean, I'm,
1: saying, but, like, I think a lot of people go, Well, I'm doing this for my family. Well, what, like, like but what are you doing for you? I mean, sometimes you got to do stuff even when you don't want to do it just because it's got to be done and there's obligations to be met. But, like, I, I, I think a lot of times, I'm not saying this is you, I'm just saying in general, this is a podcast. We got listeners all over the place. Want even in to australia sure they do. do what even in australia even in australia and canada Can hey hey let's not in, let's not insult our australian I listeners mean, we're very thankful but it's okay to look and say how will this make me feel how do i want to be accomplished because you know uh it's kind of like the saying happy wife happy life nah fuck that happy life happy wife you just make it, make things good, man. Like, and you've got to be satisfied. If you got goals, you got to go after them. Yeah.
0: And I, I think, I think this tears into a few different things. Like the reason we are individual people is because we have individual goals. We have individual things and we all strive for different things. And I think everybody has that one why of why they're doing things. And, you know, I think that plugs into so many different things in our lives where it's like, you know, Danielle may work for her family. Like she may say, you know, this is, this is my kid. And I know that I have to work. I do what I do so that I can do this. Right. And then there's, there's other aspects of like where James comes into play and he's like, I know if I do this for me, I'm able to support this and I'm able to do this and it makes me feel good. Um, and you know, for me, it's like, I'm going to fix my cup of coffee in the morning for me, and then I'll fix Carly's. You know what I'm saying? It's because yeah. I know I gotta take care of number one before I can take care of number two, not saying you're number two. Yeah? You know what I'm saying?
1: Well that's yeah. for me, that's, no, that's what, a good point. That's
0: real I like And that. for
1: me,
2: that's what my workouts are. My workouts are hundred percent for me. Like that is my happy place. That is what I like doing. Even if it's the shittiest lifting session I've ever had in my life, I'm still Completely there for it, and I'm still like that's what makes me feel happy. And having to share my workout space (laughs) right now um, and having to be interrupted during my workouts is a little frustrating because that's always been my time. I've always been able to go to the gym, and that hour is specifically for me. I don't answer calls, I don't do any sort of client work, I don't do anything but focus on what I'm there to do. Um, But for me, I look at my job as something that benefits my family. Um, of course, I want to be successful, but I do it to provide and contribute to my household. My lifting is what I do for me and only me, because really, James could give a shit if I worked out at all. He could give a shit if we have gym equipment. I mean, he is not into the fitnessing, Um, and Dylan doesn't really care about it either. She thinks it's kind of cool to come to my meets, but I mean... Lifting is what I do for me. That is hundred percent mine, my time, my everything. So everything else I do is for everybody else. I get that. That's for me. Everything else can be for everybody else.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah,
1: I mean, it all started, it all started with, um, Danielle was not in the happiest place years ago. And I just told her, I was like, you, you need a fucking hobby. Like you need to get a hobby i don't give a shit what it is like you need to do something for you you do nothing for you and then it makes you grumpy fat and sad well but i mean like she like did nothing for her and then so she did everything for everybody else and it wasn't giving i don't know the satisfaction like it it didn't have the return like you got to do some stuff for yourself man you just got to and if you don't, you'll go fucking crazy because then you put everything into everybody else and you expect them to give you what you need. And that's not where that shit comes from. That shit comes from with inside. Like if you're happy, you, you give more and you're just giving, you're not giving for a return. Right. And I remember just telling her, I was like, you got to get a fucking hobby. Like I don't give a shit what it is. And sure shit she's like okay and then what'd you do you went over to christy start working out right and she fell in love with it she fell in love with it so much she found this passion and it was like you know what this made me feel so good i want to help others and then that's how the business started you know then she found first form and started working with them which has a great culture and you know it's just amazing where things can come from so you know it all started with her focusing on herself which is now allowing her to help other people you know which probably the case for a lot of our businesses, if we look back, so you know, I mean, it's a great lesson to learn and to stay focused on. So
2: it's taking your internal passion and pushing it outward, yeah. And I think when you figure out what you're passionate about, and then when you figure out, okay, this is what I'm passionate about, oh shit, I can either help somebody with my passion or I can make some money with my passion that's when everything clicks and starts working for you. Like once I realize this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I love doing. Okay, well, I can help people. Sweet. Oh, I can make a little money doing this too. Sweet. Like it all just starts to snowball. And, you know, the ultimate goal for me is just to help people find their best selves. And, you know, it's, it's hard work. Uh, being a personal trainer is not an easy job. It is extreme amounts of work because I, like James said earlier, I'm on my phone all day, all night. like, it's always, there's always a client needing something, but I'm there for them because it's what I, this is what I do. This is what I care about. And my passion is from just being my passion, I'm giving it to everybody else too. So it's taking your inward passion and moving it outward And that's when it's not, it's not work. It's just what you do. And for me, this is just what I do. It's not my work. It's just what I do.
0: Yeah, I think that that's something that's super cool. A lot of people in their lives don't get to do what they love. They have to do what they have to do to be able to do what they love, right? Um, And that, that always seems to fall on the back burner. And it's very important to, you know, like you said, find that hobby, find something that you like to do. And a lot of times what I've, you know, when I have people ask me, uh, you know, how to get, how do you get clients? So, you know, what is your thing? What it, whatever, whatever that may be. And I think it's, it's about finding something that you are passionate about and then seeing how you can plug in. Cause when you're passionate about something, when you're doing something that you like to do, like for me, it's jujitsu, or maybe it's going to the gym. I, that conversation's a lot easier to have about what I do. And it flows a lot naturally when you're doing those things. So like in jujitsu, it's, it's like, Hey, you know, what do you do for a living? That that conversation is just easy to have because you're, you're so connected with those people and you have something that, that connects together. Right. And, you know, whether that's, you know, at the gym you know, the the most five people around me are probably going to know what I do. Right. And it's not because I want to interrupt their workout, but it's, Typically, it's just like, it's an easy conversation to have because you're doing something together and you may not even realize it, right? And so that, that that's what I always say, is like you you find something you want to do, find that passion, do that passion, and then that conversation is so easy to have.
1: Yeah.
0: And they like you because you're doing what they're doing.
1: I agree. It's being relatable to people. For yeah. show, sure. But it's amazing what can come out of you know, in the sense of just doing something for you. That's you know, right. I got in business because I wanted to make money. That's it. Like I wanted, I knew I was a good agent. I knew I took care of clients because I care about clients. So as long as you're not like trying to cheat the system, but you're doing it for you, there there's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? So, um, you know, I I don't agree with everything Grant Cardone says, but i mean he he is a very good salesman he's got some great books as well very motivational but i do like the one thing he said when he he married his wife he said don't he said there's one thing i can't ever do for you i'll do anything but i can't do one thing he's like don't ever ask me to give up on my dreams he said cuz if you ask me to give up on my dreams then i'll give up on you too if i if i give up on my dreams i'll give up on you too and i just thought that was kind of a you know really like no bullshit honest truth, you know, and, um, I like that a lot. So, you know, quit looking at stuff as being selfish. You know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself some happiness. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, what would you hear? Follow me say, you're going to need a shit sandwich, eat it quick. Right. Yeah. So sometimes you gotta eat a shit sandwich, but like, stay focused on what, what makes you happy, you know, quit trying to suck your happiness out of everybody else. Focus on what makes you happy. I got a business to make money. Man, once I had people start coming under me and earning livings, livings and like good wages and start growing and winning, it's amazing how quick I shifted from going, man, this was about me, to holy shit. I cannot believe the feeling I get inside when I see them win.
0: Sure. Fuck, I want them
1: to win more than I win. Like, it fired me up. And, and my company grew tremendously after that because I got the fuck out of my own way. Yep. And I, I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. But it started out with me just owning a company and making more money, right? Doing good my clients, me making more money because of it. But shit, when they start winning, like, it fires me up. Yeah. It's the most exciting thing that has ever happened in my business. And, um, and when they lose, man, I feel I like feel bad with them. Like I, I I feel the pain as well. Like, so it's crazy how it shifted. That would never exist today if I didn't think about myself and go, yeah, I want my name on the door. I want to see what I can do with this. I want to see if I can win. If I can dominate in the industry, right? Yeah. And that's where it started at. Plain and simple, I wanted equity. That was it. So, yeah. Anyways, we beat this to death.
0: Yeah, I, I think we I think we killed it. Danny, tell folks how they can find you.
2: Smoke signals.
0: Smoke
1: signals? No, I'm just kidding. uh, What's the social media's platforms that they can find you on? Uh,
2: So social media, you can find me on Instagram, which is at StrongFitDanny. Uh, I do run a private Facebook group. If you find me on Instagram, um, you can message me, and you can get in that private Facebook group. It's for anybody. Um, I share, you know, Educational information and motivational information, and we do Zoom calls and all kinds of fun shit. Uh, but it's a private group, so you can't find it. Uh, but if you find me on Instagram, I'll hook you up with everything you need to know.
1: Sweet. What if they want to watch some of your ridiculous TikTok videos? Oh
2: yeah, I am on. <laughs> I am on TikTok, which is also at StrongFitDanny. I'm very creative with my usernames, as you can tell. Um, but yeah tiktoks are just it's addicting
0: don't do it save yourself so facebook instagram and tiktok yep and then we'll also probably plug your email in there just in case people want to contact you by there um and we'll do the link to your instagram and make sure people can find you on there
1: awesome all right guys gals Great podcast today. If you enjoyed it, do us a favor. Uh, reach right on down there and give that thing a little five star review. We appreciate you. Hey, if you're feeling really frisky, share it with a friend. I'm just saying, not gonna hurt anybody's feelings by doing that. All right. But we appreciate you. Good takeaways today. Look for your passion, get a fucking hobby, right? See if it becomes your passion. Do it for you, do it for good. And see how it grows and helps others around you. And lastly, get a motherfucking calendar. You need a calendar if you don't have one. Make it happen. And help people. Sounds like a beauty pageant saying world (laughs) peace. All right? You do good for you, you can do good for others. Plain and simple. Right? Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And with that, grinder out.